0: Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who this is not your first time, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. I hope y'all are having a great week and a great month and you had a great Easter weekend. I'll be honest, Easter is one of my favorite holidays, which technically I don't really have off. Um, I think we had one day off, but that's about it, but which I'm grateful for. Don't get me wrong. A day off is a day off. So, but Easter is one of my favorite because I just get to reflect on what Jesus did for us on the cross, the whole process that Jesus went through. I feel like we take for granted sometimes the gravity of what Jesus did and the importance of the death resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I hope y'all, had a time to reflect I hope y'all enjoyed your Easter weekend that you remembered the reason for the season and that you had time to spend with family family is important time is too short for us to just dwell in our bitterness and anger and angst amongst one another so I hope you made time a useful time with your family because like I said time is too short Anyways, let's get into today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about change and having a settled heart versus an unsettled heart. I believe for the majority of us, we have an unsettled heart in our day-to-day walk because life gets crazy, things come up, the uncertainties are there, and in uncertainty, in, in the obscure and ambiguous side of life, we can be very unsettled. You know, seasons change naturally, and it's hard for us sometimes. And it makes us waver in our faith. It makes us question the nature of Christ. It makes us question life. So let's talk about just being unsettled and being settled. So, backstory I think it was 2014, I endured one of the biggest changes in my life. Outside of marriage, that is. But one of the biggest changes was moving to America. So some of you might not even know I was born and raised in Belize. Belize is a beautiful country in Central America. It's my home. It'll always be my home. I bleed Belize. I <laughs> love my country. I love my people. I love the food. I love the culture. I love how rich it is in its resources and its culture. So Belize. I grew up, born and raised Belizean through and through. Uh, I may not have an accent on this podcast, but my my husband always says whenever we visit my family, my accent comes out immediately. It's very thick, and when we get going, he says he cannot understand. It sounds like the theme song of Survivor. Um, If you don't know what that is, go look up Survivor and go look at the theme song or go listen to the theme song. It's pretty funny. I think it's some African culture language that it's sung in. But Jared says, whenever we get started, my family gets started speaking Creole. It's just he just gets lost and he zones out because he cannot understand anything. Besides that, I was born and raised in Belize. And in 2014, my family and I picked up and we moved to the US. Uh, We moved to Houston. And that was one of the biggest changes of my life because everything I knew was no more. My life changed completely. My lifestyle changed completely. My palate changed because I had to get used to the American types of food. And yeah, my mom made Belizean food, but there were certain noticeable differences in what she bought at the store versus what she would buy back home. And it was hard. It was genuinely difficult. But not only that. So we went in a span of a month and a half. It was packing up, moving, from Belize to Houston, and then packing up again and moving to Dallas to start college. And just all these different life changes at once just hit me, and it was hard. It took a toll on me mentally, not that I was depressed or anxiety-filled or anything like that, but I just needed time to process. I didn't have time to process before, but I just I just needed time to process. And being away from family, You know, one of the greatest things I'm thankful for is that I was able to start my uh, freshman year at college with my brothers, with my siblings. Uh, My oldest brother attended SAGU and Josiah, my second brother, attended SAGU with me. And honestly, that's one of the greatest blessings I could have had during that season because I was not alone. And I don't know what I would have done had I been alone. I don't think I would have done anything drastic, but it would have been difficult and hard for me to get out of my shell. But then there's not only that. So moving from Belize, starting college, and then living with a bunch of girls. So SAGU is a Christian college. It's a Christian university. And in Christian principles, women, the females had their own dorm. The men had their own dorm. Or not their own dorm. The women had their own wing. And the men had their own wing. So there weren't any co-ed type of lifestyle, living lifestyle. So... Mind you, I only have brothers. I did not grow up with sisters. And honestly, I am thankful I grew up with brothers because that has helped me to have the posture that I do today. And I'm not saying that if I had sisters, it would have been like end all because I don't know what it would have been like. But living in a hall with all females, it made me extremely grateful that I grew up with just brothers, because, you know, my brothers always they're so chilled. They don't gossip. They don't make a big deal out of everything. Everything's super, super chilled, laid back. And I just naturally adapted that response. Now, there are certain things where I kind of get uptight about and my type A kicks in and I want things to be done a certain way. But for the most part, I don't really get riled up about a lot of things. And even my husband tells me from time to time, he's like, wow, you're so chilled. You don't you don't like easily get expressive, but that is thanks to living with brothers. So back to my whole story of all the transitions that I went through, moving from Belize, starting university and then living with 32 girls on one hall. And that took a toll because I never had to be on so much in my life. But I am grateful for it because living on that hall, I met some of my greatest friends, some of my greatest friendships. And today we are still friends. A lot of us were in each other's weddings and some of us, we hang out once a month. I was able to bond with women that are now my prayer warriors, the people that I call on when I'm in desperate need for prayer. So all this transition had me very unsettled. My heart was overwhelmed. My heart was just extremely flustered because life changed. Nothing that I knew was the same anymore. I wasn't independent in the sense that I didn't have a car. Um, Not that I had a car back home in Belize, but everyone else my age had a car. Life was just so different. I didn't grow up wearing makeup. And when I started college, everyone else was wearing makeup. So I felt that pressure I needed to wear makeup. And then there's the weather. The weather. Belize the coldest it probably gets it's is probably 65 if that that might be stretching it the coldest it probably gets is 72 degrees but <laughs> super tropical and i love it and then moving to Dallas there's snow it happened to be the year of 2014 happened to have had snow of all things and apparently it it didn't have snow for years before that so again, all these different changes, I was extremely unsettled. I was extremely closed off and I didn't allow myself to open up. And even my roommates admit to that for weeks, they would invite me to have dinner with them or breakfast with them, go out with them. And my excuse is always, oh, I'm going to hang out with my brothers. Thank you. But I already ate with my brothers or I'm going to go meet my brothers because I was so shy. I was nervous. I I wasn't really a nervous wreck, but I was just nervous to just start this new life. I was trying to prolong it as much as possible. Not that I didn't want to move. It was time to move. My dad's business was starting. You know, seasons were shifting. It was the perfect time. And God laid it out perfectly. But I was stubborn and I did not want to move. And in my unsettled heart, I was stubborn and I remained in that rut And I remained just with my brain and my emotions clouded because I just, I was unsettled. And the crazy part about this is every day there's uncertainties. Every day, something different happens. Every day is not the same. I mean, there are certain things that might seem the same, like your work might be mundane, monotonous, but in the grand scheme of things, There's some type of shifting or change that's occurring. The seasons around you change. People around you change. Your lifestyle, your environment change. Your taste buds change. There's there's many different things that change. The traffic that you encounter every day changes. So why is it that we're so shocked about change? Why is it that we're so against change? In Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one through eight, this is in the Old Testament, the writer Solomon, King Solomon, he says, For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under the sun, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So there's a time and a season for everything. And King Solomon says, God has made everything beautiful for its own time. So when the seasons change, when life gets difficult, when things are uncertain, when that time has come. God has ordained that time and he's made it beautiful from beginning to end. He has mapped out time. Now, I will say this. We alter in the sense of not God's will. We alter our lives when we make bad choices or good choices. So if we make a bad choice, naturally so we pay the consequences for that. If you make a good choice, naturally so we have the good consequences for our good choices. But all in all, God maps out our lives. He knows exactly what's going to happen from beginning to end. And he has made everything beautiful in its time. But yet we worry. Yet we have unsettled hearts. Yet we speak as if we're shocked that life is changing. And we remain stubborn refusing to see that life changing, refusing to embrace the chain. You know, an unsettled heart is like a spark of fire. As long as it is contained, it grows and it consumes you with doubt and fear. I'll say that again. An unsettled heart is like a spark of fire. Only a spark. That's how much of an effect it has. It's small, but it can do a lot of damage. As long as it's contained, as long as that spark is contained, it grows and consumes you with a lot of doubt and a lot of fear. That's what an unsettled heart is. An unsettled heart often doesn't trust the Lord. An unsettled heart often is wrapped up and consumed in my way. I want things to be done my way. I don't like change. I don't want change. I won't embrace change. That's what an unsettled heart often is. However, a settled heart isn't traumatized by its own life. A settled heart sees what's in front of them or may not even see what's in front of them. Rather, they're trusting an unknown future to a known God. A settled heart sings praises, waits patiently, is grounded in hope and is strengthened by it. Despite being surrounded by disparities, it declares truth and proclaims the good news of righteousness. It understands that God has made everything beautiful in its time. A settled heart, an established heart, sees and knows truth. So what are you unsettled about? What are you going through that you're just thinking, I cannot be, I just can't be okay with this. I'm not okay with it. I don't want to be okay with it. Why is this happening? There's a couple of things to consider. One, is it because of your choice? Is it a response or a consequence to poor decision-making? And if so, then my friend, that's on you. If you, it was out of your control completely, then talk to Jesus. Okay, because we know Jesus has mapped out our lives and he's made everything beautiful in its time. But we need to remember that times will change, that things will happen. There will be a time and a season for everything. You know, the psalmist David, he understood this well. He wrote this in Psalms 40 in terms of establishing your footing, because we know a settled heart is established. It's firm and it's rooted in Christ and who God is. It's trusting an unknown future to a known God. But David writes, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. So essentially, David is saying here, he, God, he brought me out of this horrible life that I'm in, this chaos that I'm facing, the everything around me is going wrong. He took me out of that pit and out of the miry clay. The miry clay is that slushy, slimy, swampy, muddy life that you're in. Essentially, just the rut that you're currently facing. He brought me out of all of that. And he placed my feet on a rock. What is a rock? A rock is sure footing. A rock is secure. A rock doesn't move. It doesn't waver. It's sure footing. You can walk on that without sinking. You can walk on that without falling apart. And he established my goings. He made known my goings. And in establishing, there's hope and peace. But you know what? This, is, this isn't just happen out of nowhere. David had to allow God to be his source. Oftentimes, an unsettled heart, their source is everything else but God. Our source becomes ourself. And I know this from personal experience. During all the transition that I was going through, my source became myself, I depended on me to get through the semester. I depended on me to get through being homesick. I depended on me to make friends or not make friends. So that's what an unsettled heart depends on. But a settled heart has a source. It says, I'm not independent. Rather, I'm dependent on the one that can settle me. That's what a settled heart understands. So essentially... To conclude this podcast, I want to remind y'all that there's a time and a season for everything. Some of y'all seasons might be going on for a long time, but I want to pose. If your season has been going on and been dragging on for a long time, maybe it's not that the season has just remained that way. Maybe it's you've chosen for your season to be that way. You've chosen to remain stuck. Maybe you were like me, you were stubborn and you did not want to change with the season to mature with the season. But there's a time for everything. Seasons will change. Some seasons will be good. Some seasons will be bad. Some seasons you'll cry, messy, ugly tears. And some seasons you'll rejoice. But as the seasons change, remember to depend on your source. Rather than choosing an unsettled heart, which is very easy, choose to have a settled heart because it's a choice. You get to choose your response. That no matter what surrounds you, your footing remains sure and your hope remains steadfast. God is in control. He's made everything beautiful in its time and he knows the beginning to the end. But it boils down to you. What are you going to do? Are you going to choose an unsettled heart? Or are you going to settle in peace? This is the only time settling is a good thing. But you're going to settle in peace knowing that your unknown future is in the hands of a known God that is powerful, that is true, and that loves you unconditionally. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Blog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Vlog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all, but remember, God loves you most.